0: No, I I was never the relationship kind of guy. I was the, what I'd call the runaway guy. You know, five months into the relationship, I don't know, I just get a bit lost, I guess is the word. And then um, realize that, oh, I'm going in this journey. Am I really ready for it?
1: Hello and welcome to season number two, episode 12 of the Being Men podcast. We are two men on a journey, rediscovering what it means to be a man in the 21st century. Now, For those of you who don't know us, I'm Mitch and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Ro. Uh, what are we talking about today, Ro?
0: So Mitch, today we're talking about relationships, but before we get into that, let's do a quick check-in. Maybe for our listeners, could you just say one thing that's going on in your personal life and one thing that you're super excited about with Being Men?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's one thing I keep coming back to, but being a father of a recently turned one-year-old is getting more and more interesting as each day goes past. So a um, couple of things of note, he's almost walking, which is pretty awesome. He uh, he stands up, has a little bit of a wobble, and then just falls down on his bum. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's awesome. I'm, just, I'm learning every day and uh, every day is a challenge. And with being men, I'm just super excited to be back behind the mic for season two. It's, uh, I've, I've missed it so much. And it's really good to, to see your face again and, uh, and hear your voice again. Yeah, that's Marty. What about you, bro?
0: Well, for me, uh, personally, I'm going on a journey of uh, owning my first home. So that's pretty exciting. Awesome. I was a bit nervous, but I think I'm super excited now. All the paperwork sort of done. So uh, I just can't wait to go and take over the place and make it my own. And in terms of being men, I'm super excited, you know, um, with the growth that we're having. We've relaunched. A new website and so that's pretty exciting.
1: Definitely it's a big things to come for sure. Let's get straight into it. eh? Sounds good. All right, so I guess today we're talking about relationships and this is kind of for our listeners to get to know us a little bit better and and maybe for us to get to know each other a bit better as well. Um, But you're recently married um, and you've known, you've been with your partner for a little while now. Do you remember the first thing that you said to one another?
0: First thing we said to one another, I don't remember exactly what we said to each other but I remember how I felt when I first met Amy Mm -hmm. it it was at a friend's place it was unexpected and I felt instant attraction I I really Mm -hmm. felt very attracted to her I don't know what it was I think it was just the confidence um that she was exuding so that was I was very cool I was 19 at that time and she was I think 23 at that time so definitely good time good memory
1: would you say it was love at first sight or was it more of a gradual thing
0: I don't know if it was love at first sight for me. I think it was love at first sight for her. I, I, I don't know. You'll have to check with her. But for me, it was a uh, hectic, hectic attraction at first sight. Yeah. I was just so drawn to her.
1: Mm, oh, that's awesome.
0: And then I was trying every move possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you had a few moves back then, I remember. So that was-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, still do. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let me ask you a question. Would you say you were always. A relationship kind of guy and if you were when and how did you know that
1: i definitely was always a relationship guy i was never the kind of person that was looking for one night stands in fact my last one night stand turned into a a wife and and a baby so it's i've always been the kind of person that kind of Committed and settled in, and really did that. So my first girlfriend, we were together for five or six years, um, and that was a, that was a pretty long time for all my friends around me. Didn't really have that long term kind of stuff. So I was definitely always a relationship guy from the beginning. I always wanted that when I was, a, you know, when I was a kid. I always wanted the family. I always wanted the long term and the and the eventual wife. Definitely was never a, a one night stand. Go to a bar, pick up a girl, kind of kind of guy for sure. Yeah.
0: Since I've known you as well, you've always been super committed. You like the idea of having one partner, mm. and you know you were um, very focused and committed to that the relationship. So yeah. I, I'd say you were definitely a relationship guy. Mm.
1: I, I always valued the emotional connection sometimes more than the physical, Mm -hmm. if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. And it's hard to kind of have that emotional connection if you're not committed to a person or um, in kind of a long-term relationship as well. Um, But don't get, like, I love the the physical connection as well, but it it was always that emotional one in the beginning that kind of drew me towards someone. Well, how about you? Were you always a a relationship guy or you kind of didn't know?
0: No, I, I was never the relationship kind of guy. I was the, what I'd call the runaway guy. You know, five months into the relationship, I don't know, I just get a bit lost, I guess is the word. And then um, realize that, oh, I'm going in this journey. Am I really ready for it? And most times the answer was no. And then I just bail. That was me before I met Amy. And then when I did meet Amy, uh, I thought I was the same kind of guy. But five months in, I I didn't want to leave. You know, I wanted to stay and see what comes out of it. But the credit goes to Amy, I guess. She gave me the space to let me figure out what this meant for me and where I put myself in the relationship, which then I didn't feel the pressure. And I think I've always had that pressure either from my partners at that time or friends, my partner's friends and that sort of stuff. I always felt like it didn't come from an authentic place, but with Amy, it definitely did. So, i wasn't a relationship guy but now i am which i'm super happy about
1: yeah awesome it's it's definitely a lot less a lot less work in some ways you know you don't have to keep going out there and finding a new a new partner or, or you know if, if you wanted to but i think i'm just too lazy now as well to kind of <laughs> <laughs> get off my butt and do think about it and
0: couldn't agree more hey. like i'm so glad i'm not single in this day and age with tinder and all that sort of stuff because that wouldn't
1: that was not <laughs> but hey don't, don't knock tinder they so oh, knocked into uh, yeah <laughs> that's how Katie and i met
0: well i mean you guys are like special case i guess but it's awesome yeah
1: well that was yeah it was my first tinder date met katie and it was just locked down so i got extremely lucky i think
0: <laughs> no that's really cool man that's awesome that's such a good success story
1: so i want to talk to you a bit about kind of conflict resolution within relationships so it's, cause it's a big part of every healthy relationship to be able to resolve conflicts and and talk through disagreements and arguments and stuff in a healthy way. Have you got any ways that you guys work through conflicts that, that you can kind of pass on to me as a, as a little tip?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think everyone works differently and everyone argues differently. And I think that's what we were very clear from the start. I remember the first time we had an argument, I think we were just been in that relationship for about three months or so. And we were arguing about something small mm-hmm. and what had happened was amy was upset and she decided to walk away and i chased her and said no, 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 no. you got to come back you got to yeah. tell me why you're upset and i'm going to tell you like defend my point or whatever it was but i think at that time we both realized that her style of walking away and my style of wanting to uh, like solve the matter straight away was our preference mm-hmm. so we then had to figure out and we're still figuring it out like every time we argue we still express to each other, okay, your way of arguing is not working for me right now or vice versa. And then we'd try to meet in the middle, if that makes sense. So we had to express our preferred styles of arguing and then, Create a new style of argument That allows me to put myself in her shoes And same with her as well So she knows exactly what I'm feeling And how I'm feeling And we can address it from there So it's not as toxic And I feel like it's more productive You know, the argument getting more productive Doing it that way Because then if you don't know each other's style of arguing And yeah. preference Then you're just frustrated mm-hmm. at each other Because they don't get you And then you lose the lose the reason for arguing You're just arguing because yeah. you don't like the way they argue <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I guess it all comes back to communication. Like even before you have an argument, kind of communicate in a way. This is how I like to resolve my conflicts. Katie and I are the same. Like we're similar to your situation where. Similar in a way, but we're also very the same. So we'll we'll just both of us will just go quiet and we'll just like walk away. And it's really bad because we will end up spending half the day just not talking to each other. It's the it's half the day wasted. And then eventually we come back and there's a little smile from someone and we just hug and it's and it's over. You know. I think there's a lot to be said for good conscious communication within arguments, but it's a hard one to figure out for sure.
0: Oh, for sure, man. Like there there are times when I get frustrated because Amy needs some time to you know, think about things and then wants to put a point forward. But I'm like, no, nah, do it right now. Like, if you're annoyed at me, you should know why you're annoyed at me. And <laughs> and it's frustrating. And the amount of times that I've, you know, picked up my pillows and say, okay, I'm going to sleep in another room, walk out there and then go, yeah. no, nah, that's, it's too cold. And I walk the fuck. <laughs> No. <laughs> and I <laughs> really cool. to go. <laughs> <cold>. No. Uh <laughs> no, but I think that's what it is. It's it's being open and it's I think what's worked for me and my relationship is that we've spoken about conflicts, not during conflicts, but just on other times, you know. I remember a conversation we were having when we were going for a long drive, uh, I, I was getting quite frustrated with Amy every time we argue if I've felt like she needs to apologize, but Amy feels like she doesn't want to apologize. And I had to understand why why she feels like doesn't want to say sorry. And and mm. once we got to the an understanding of it, now I'm not frustrated about that point because we were able to address yeah. it without emotion. So it
1: was cool. Yeah, well, that's awesome. One, th- one thing Katie and I try and do, if we do feel like we're going to get into an argument, we just hold hands. And that physical connection is enough to kind of diffuse all the frustration. It tends just just to simmer the whole thing down a little bit, you know, because you've got that physical connection and you remember that you love the person. Because that's a big thing for us as well. You've just got to remember that we're both here and we love each other and we're a family. Like most of the stuff that we argue about is just stupid anyway. Like it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even make sense. So making that that physical connection is really good to pull us back out of our heads and into our body, if that makes sense.
0: That's really cool, man. I'm going to try that holding hands. I'll let you know how that goes. So... I want to uh, talk about the other side of relationships. You know, sometimes you can feel like a relationship's coming to an end. I want to understand how you managed your past breakups.
1: Uh, not very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what, like what with my my first partner, it was a, quite a long relationship. because it, So it was kind of, we both felt that it was coming to an end, towards the end of the relationship. And it was kind of a pretty natural thing. What I try and do is to kind of see the other person's side of things. So, so don't get too angry about it. Don't get too... And it's hard to be sad about it, but hard not to be sad about it, sorry. But just keeping an open mind and, and trying to figure out why this is the best thing. I was listening to a podcast a little while ago. I can't remember who it was by, but they were saying a lot of the hurt that comes from a breakup is not necessarily from losing another person. It's, it's about losing the plans that you had together throughout your whole life. So, like, if you break up with a person, you're not expecting it. You're expecting to be together for. Yeah, you know, depending on the person for the rest of your life, then you were expecting to get married and you had all these ideas and thoughts in your head and suddenly that's gone away. That's the painful part, if that makes sense. But I've always had a pretty good trust in, you know, if something happens, it's happened for a reason. So there's been some times where, where I've been pretty upset and, and it hasn't really gone too well, but it all worked out for the, for the better in the end.
0: I think one thing you also mentioned is that dependency side of things as well. See, my idea of relationship has always been that we're two individuals going on a journey towards the same goal. Um, we're not trying to achieve the same goal, but the, our goals are parallel yeah. and our lives yeah. are parallel. And sometimes what happens, you just sort of in that journey sort of drift apart. And, and when you feel that, that's when the relationship relationship's going. But sometimes I hear people say, about their relationship is they're together like it's almost like two bodies one soul kind of thing with that comes a lot of codependency you know you're relying on the other person to make you feel a certain way which puts a lot of pressure on the relationship and then when that person is no longer with you or that relationship no longer exists there's a there's a hole in in you that you're trying to fill I guess so I've always been very clear that mm. I'm gonna enter this relationship 100% me as opposed to you know going into a relationship 80% looking for that 20% to fill mm. you know, because no one's responsible for your happiness and and I think that's the big thing yep. to remember because it's easy sometimes I, I I say things like oh and you make me happy and then and then i try to correct myself by saying that i am happy or happier with you if that makes sense like it's like an added bonus
1: yeah yeah how does that manifest in the way that you act every day like apart from your language do you you know have your own hobbies or do you go off with your own friends and that kind of stuff
0: yeah um 100 like we have different hobbies different tastes in a lot of things even as simple as music when i'm by myself cooking or whatever i play my you know gangster rap and hip-hop kind of music and when and when amy's driving to work or something she'll listen to her stuff um and which is cool because then we have our individuality but when we are driving together for example we have a happy middle ground that we listen to in that process we're not losing ourselves we're just gaining more on top of what we like and different friends with relationship you end up having common friends more but also making Mm. sure that sometimes you're having just your a long time with your friends just by yourself. And another thing, Amy and I are very um big advocates about is uh, traveling by ourselves. At least once a year, we go away on separate yeah. holidays because then you miss each other and you value the time you have together. You're excited to see each other after the trip. During the trip, you you have your own space to rediscover or, or, or have fun the way you want to.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's good to hear. That's something that we've struggled with a little bit after having a baby because our whole life mm-hmm. is kind of centered around him. We found it hard in the early days to have our own things to go to especially katie because he was was and still is very dependent on him so she didn't feel like she could go out and you know do her own thing and stuff but she's uh, recently got some some new friends and all that kind of stuff and i've gone off and i've started training and kind of stuff and it just makes you so much happier when you're together as well when you know that you've got that separate that separate life and that's and saying separate life that, that that doesn't mean having like another girlfriend or like a separate family or something just like how you saying this morning you went for a motorbike ride with with one of our mutual friends like that's a perfect example of the situation where you don't have mm-hmm. to be with each other all the time you know and i'm sure when i'm sure you were gone you were thinking about amy and thinking about other stuff and and it's and it just makes it so much better when you come back together which is cool did you get any relationship advice or marriage advice before you got, guys got married?
0: Mm, good question. You get relationship advice um, or life advice everywhere you go and every, what situation you're in. But I think one of the things that stuck with me and I still live by is find your best friend and your partner. That that rings true for me because I think Amy is my best friend. It's great mm. that we have this romantic connection and all this stuff. But at the same time, we're just really good mates. We can talk about anything with each other, um, grow together. There's no judgment. Um, and sometimes, you know, we're good at putting that relationship hat to the side for a second and then playing the role of a friend. And it's it's great. I love that. I think that's that's really special. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: What about, what about you, Mitch? What, what's the relationship advice that you got that works for you? Or-
1: um, I think I think there's a lot of people, when you get married at least, there's a lot of people that say kind of like, oh, your life's over, you know, like. Oh, the ball and chain, yeah. um, which I obviously yeah. didn't really resonate with. Um, and do you know that saying uh, goes like, um, happy wife, happy life? Mm-hmm. You know that one? I was, trying, I was trying to think of it as backwards, like happy life, happy wife, which means kind of, you know, you when you're ha- happy within yourself, you know, that means the people around you are going to be happy as well. So I think it was, there's not necessarily someone gave me an advice, but it was just something I was thinking about before getting married um, and it goes back to what we were saying about having separate, you know, hobbies and and being happy as separate people. That's something that you know, I really wanted to work on, and I was, I realized that by working on myself, you know, therefore I was working on um, on my marriage because if I'm not happy, I've got a bad marriage. You know, no one really gave me that like any decent advice, to be honest. <laughs> I would have liked some, but uh...
0: yeah, but I think um, w- w- that's the thing with uh, relationships, right? It is it is who you are in relation to that person, and and. Exactly. just because you get advice doesn't mean it's going to work for your relationship because you're two different people um and i think you yeah. figure out what works for your relationship and and you apply that to your own relationship um and you know from yeah. your past relationships and you learn a lot uh, and you know what yeah. you don't like and what you like and yeah it's awesome like with the separate you know doing separate things like recently i was quite frustrated and i was getting angry at amy for no reason and she she just basically highlighted that I need to go do my own thing and um, have some fun because <laughs> I was just not having fun, yeah. and um, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe just spending two months time together just this is and that's why I've started doing the Saturday morning um, yeah. motorbike ride with my mates, and it's cool. Um, it's my own space, yeah. and and I come back happier and the weekends nicer. So,
1: and it's that's a credit to to Amy to be able to recognize that mm. in you and and to be like, all right, this guy needs to go away now <laughs> and then, yeah. then some- and that's
0: when the friendship thing comes in plays you know because yeah. she can we have that connection and that respect where yeah. you know we can say anything to each other without being too worried about
1: how they're going to take it yeah that's it now, speaking of speaking of advice is was there anything that you learned from like observing your parents marriage that you brought forward into your own marriage uh
0: or, yeah or, or, or did, or did um, you, even
1: your own relationship it doesn't have to be your marriage or their relationship with each other like how has that influenced your relationship
0: it was really cool um growing up because in india what i've noticed is parents often lose themselves with the in their kids mm. like they then become two people that coexist for the sake of the kids and yeah. the culture and that sort of things but with mom and dad they still like my dad says oh you and your younger brother are my eyes but my wife is my heart yeah that's all if, if that makes sense like he's like yeah you guys are very important to me but i can't my wife takes the priority i guess mm-hmm. and and that's cool because when you know when i have kids i don't want to get to a place where i i lose myself and we're just sort of coexisting for the sake of the child like um you still have to work on your relationship every single day like i see my dad trying to impress my mum, and they've been together for what 20 they've been married for 26 27 years and every day he's trying to impress her in new ways and um and and that's cool because i I tend to do the same thing like i feel like i'm trying to pick up emmy almost every week sort of thing which is cool i like it (laughs) yeah
1: that's awesome yeah
0: what about you um what have you learned from your parents from their relationship and stuff
1: I think my my parents were um, were married for a long time as well. Um, they're, they're divorced now, but you know it's it was a good lesson in knowing when knowing when it was enough, if that makes sense. Mm. And mm. and doing and doing the things that they both that both made them both happy. Like they they always did um, what made them happy. And you know, mum was off working overseas, and dad was doing his thing and that kind of stuff. So it was a good lesson in in doing what you want to do and how that benefits the relationship but yeah they always love each other and they always look after their kids really well like us my sister and i and i'm super grateful for kind of the life that they built for us so i guess and they, they always did they always put us first so that's i understand what you're saying but i also want to kind of point out that it is important to it's, it's a different relationship between you you know your kids and, and your and your partner and i don't i don't know if it's it's if it's a matter of preference or like you come first you come second it's this for me, I want it to be the same, but it's a different. Mm. Um, it's just a different feel, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right, you've got to keep that romance alive. So that's one thing I want to um, keep working on with, with Katie is, and especially after having kids, like, you know, the, the sex is pretty hard and, and rare thing to come by. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's, it's important to keep that, um, keep that time for yourself. So I want a, a bit of a curveball question for you, Ro. How do you guys keep your sex life? alive and and spicy after being together for so long
0: i don't know you don't want to. <laughs> no, that's fine um that's something that amy and i've been talking about lately quite a bit yeah. um, mm. you know when life gets busy and you're under a lot of stress and other external factors sort of affect you and then start playing with your mind and create all this craziness especially in my mind i've been um, mm. yeah i've been a bit crazy lately um so <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I just I'm just like what's going on like why aren't we the same like we were when we first met like what's going on and 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 it just comes mm-hmm. down to communication um, you know we sat down and yeah. we said hey um, let's talk about it what's good like what can we do and we realized that you know we want more chill time like when we are chill and calm everything sort of works and I think that's a big thing because yeah. um, for me personally in my relationship with Amy, um, stress has played a big factor. So uh, the more stressed I am, the more agitated I am and um, the vibe's not cool. Yeah. And it's about creating that chill space, giving each other the space that you need and then things will sort of happen organically. Sometimes I get caught up in the whole, okay, if you're not having sex for a week, then ooh, what's going on? But then it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? We're not in the mood. Like Just being open and, it's fine. and, and, yeah. and also being, just saying, i really want to have sex right now <laughs> just just saying it rather than just all these hints and, things, and Yeah, yeah. No, like we're very direct it's like what's going on <laughs> you look hot let's do this <laughs> so it's pretty much like that i think um
1: yeah
0: i think uh, um, the other thing that keeps our sort of um i don't know the spice if you want to call it is man i have a huge crush on amy like She's so hot, yeah. And I think I I don't just think that I say that, and I think a lot of people in relationships forget that. Like you might find the other person attractive, and you might think that they that they know you find them attractive. But sometimes when insecurities take over, or they're going through their own journey, they often create doubt and unnecessary um, worry. And it's so important in a relationship to express what you're feeling. So if you think they look attractive. You tell them that they look attractive don't yeah. hold back because they might be going through something that might shift by you expressing that so i think yeah just mm. not being afraid to compliment and saying you look good
1: how mm-hmm. wait to get back That's to awesome. <laughs> 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 yeah I don't, I don't know about that but yeah we'll start with the, the compliments <laughs>
0: <laughs> so wait um mitch um you tell me I'll, i'm curious because You know, I'm going to have kids one day. So, you're being one. How do you (laughs) keep the magical love, I guess?
1: So, we, it's all about, at the moment, it's all about timing. So, it's a a bit of a logistical nightmare, to be honest. It's very rare that he'll go to sleep for long enough or, you know, it's, it's a short nap. So, we've got to, it's always so rushed, if that makes sense yeah like it's it's always very passionate because there's there's always been such a long time in between the two the two things but it's super important for us because we find if we if we haven't had sex for two weeks or, or three weeks we start getting a little really agitated with each other and we know like we look at each other we know like we need to have sex now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to kind of just like release that tension you know yeah. and kind of smooth things off and and release all that energy and 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 you and it's always after that we're like or lovey-dovey to each other and like reconnected. It's such a big thing to physically like reconnect with your partner, and it's a really important thing for our relationship. So it's getting better now that he's getting little, that elio's is getting a little bit older, but it's still difficult to kind of find the time, especially with you know you've got kids and you know work and you know we're all we're both going off and doing stuff. But it's like I can't stress enough how important it is to keep that just keep going. You have to like mm. keep reconnected each other both mentally and physically, even when you do get get busy. And as you said, it's about making time with each other, which is you know it's a little bit difficult with kids, but really important to make that effort.
0: No, it's really cool. Uh, I think there's there's a there's a podcast episode in that one. you know I you will have to sort of get someone in to talk about this side of things, but definitely um coming coming back to the relationship side of things, Mitch, um, you know obviously you've expressed the connection you have with Katie so ever since I've known you guys when you first sort of started seeing each other you've got this super special connection how do you actively maintain that emotional connection with each other
1: so when obviously as you said before we met on tinder um and I think I don't think there's been a day since we've met where we haven't either been talking to each other or been in each other's company you know so it was always a thing it was at the very start we knew that like we are going to get married and we're going to have kids you know like from the first date wow that's Um, awesome so, yeah, it was crazy, and uh, one, there was one thing I told said to Katie like uh, a long time ago, which was it felt like coming home, meeting her. Mm-hmm. So it was a very natural kind of thing for us to be together, and it was, and it felt comfortable and natural from the very beginning. So I think we've always kept that in the back of our minds, and and moving forward, it's about. Keeping the communications open, keeping that physical connection and the emotional connection and just, you know, remembering why we're doing the things we're doing and remember Mm. why we got together in the first place. And that that connection's stronger than ever. we (laughs) pretty cliche, but we like finish, finish each other's sentences and like, yeah, so it's been it's been a pretty natural natural thing for us, which is pretty rare for Tinder for a Tinder date.
0: No, it's amazing. You're my success stories. I brag about yeah. Tinder with all my friends, saying, "Oh no, my friend and his partner got married through Tinder." It's
1: it's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, and obviously it's worked out for you guys, so that's yeah. awesome. I always I always found it really hard to kind of work up the courage to go if I was in a bar or something to walk up to someone or you know I'd never was never that kind of person so when I had broken up with my last girlfriend I was like oh how am I, I don't know how I'm gonna like work up the courage to meet someone or where am I gonna meet like I'm just going to work every day and I've I know the people there already so where am I gonna go to meet people and I was never oh, a big drinker yeah. either so mm-hmm. I wouldn't go out and meet people at like festivals and stuff so it's a really good thing like I'm not sure I haven't been on there for a few years obviously but it was it worked for us and I'm sure it will work for someone else Hopefully for sure. Hey, um, let's talk about the the three magic words. You know, that I love you,
0: I do, Mitch. uh But yeah. still, <laughs> um, in, <laughs> so with with um, there's so much hype around that, right, in a relationship. Like, who said it first, mm. or how do you guys say it, and all this stuff. How do you express that you love Katie?
1: So obviously, we I say it to her all the time, but not too much that it kind of starts to lose a bit of meaning. So I try and. The way I think about it is, and the way that Katie thinks about it, we've actually had a conversation about kind of how we express it and how we need it, you know, how we need it from the other person. And it's very much like a um, love to us is like an action word or a verb. So you show love by by doing love. Does that make sense? So it's hard to explain because it's not like a set thing, but it's in the actions you do and it's in your body language and it's in the way you talk to her and it's in the way you do things for her and um And all that kind of stuff. In that way, I, don't, I think we spoke about before about like breakups and all that kind of stuff. And if the other person isn't showing you love in the way that you want it, I think that's a pretty good mm. yep. reason to kind of question things, if that makes sense. So it's not just mm. you know I can say I love you to anybody, you know what I mean? You know, the postman, the guy <laughs> down at the Seven Eleven or the petrol station or whatever, you know what I mean? But it's it's in the mm. actions that mm. the real value lies for me it's her getting up, making me breakfast. It's, it's her dro- dropping me off somewhere or, you know, it's all those l- really small little things that make a huge difference. And, you know, and everyone's probably different. Like it, someone else might want to hear it being said more often, but for me, it's in the, in the actions in the small stuff. What about you?
0: Yeah. Um, similar to you and Katie, like I think Amy and I very early on sort of expressed what it means and how we, how we like to be loved. Uh, if that makes sense, but just with that word, like to saying, I love you, I think, we say it when we feel it mm. in 24 hours there are times when i feel this immense love for amy and there are times where you know I, I don't have it as intensely so i i make a point of expressing when i feel it like there are moments like like some random time i'll just feel it and i'll say to Amy, feel like i'm in love with you like mm. I, I love you you know i just like in that moment i fall in love again like and that's when i express it i yeah. think if you know what i mean so that's, that's something that I've been big on and Amy's been big on. So we don't say it a lot. We say it when we feel it so we know when they're saying it, it's, it's a special time. And the other mm-hmm. thing is we don't expect it in return either. Like just because you're feeling yeah. the love that particular moment doesn't mean they're feeling the same. Like um, say I mm-hmm. haven't done the dishes for a long time and I'm just sitting there watching YouTube and then I see Amy like cooking dinner, I'll say I love you but – I know at that moment she's not feeling loved for me. So I I, I'm then very I don't feel insecure where I'm like, yeah, it's just gonna create weird energy. So I think just saying it Mm. when you feel it is and not expecting it in return just because you've said it. I think that's that's a big Mm. big thing for us. So
1: yeah, it's cool. And it's always it's an evolving thing as well. Like the reasons that you love her might Mm. change over the course of your relationship. Like when when I'm at first Katie, I loved her for you know, A, B and C reasons, but then they will change as we get older. And i learn more about her. Our lives mm-hmm. change. So it's, a, it's definitely a, a fluid and evolving thing.
0: And I think it's an awesome thing in relationships to not just say, I love you, but say why you love them. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people don't um do that a lot of times. Just mm. say, I love you because of A, B and C. Yeah. And it's awesome. I, I, I sometimes say that to when Amy says, I love you. I'm like, what made you say that? Like, what are you feeling? Yeah, right. Right? Like, what did I do? that made you feel that way if it's doing the dishes i'll do it every day <laughs> if that makes you feel feel love towards me but yeah, no nah. yeah. but that's the idea you, you don't yeah. just don't just express it but also express it with a purpose
1: like say why. cool hey how, how are you feeling i'm feeling uh feeling like I've shared quite a lot of my of my personal life which feels good sometimes I forget sometimes that it's not just you and me talking but I think that's a good thing
0: (laughs) yeah no absolutely and I think it's 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 cool man because as men we don't talk about our relationships a lot with our friends or other guys you know you only tend to ask about relationships when something's going wrong I feel like you know as men it's very important to express Mm -hmm. the things that are working for you and things that are good or things that are not working for you so you know your friends and uh, other yeah. people around you can sort of guide you if they've been in that same place or just just talking it out as well makes you feel feel the connection like i I feel super grateful that i have an amazing partner like yeah. amy and i'm sure you feel the same way right now just expressing how you feel about katie so mm. it's cool yeah
1: it's kind of it's reminding me of all the reasons why i love her so much so that's that's
0: awesome all right well i think uh that brings us towards the end of the episode thanks for sharing such special and intimate um, things around your relationship with katie so thanks for that mate and thanks for giving me the space to sort of express how i feel about my partner and what i think about relationships as well
1: yeah no worries and thank you for sharing all that stuff as well i know it can be pretty daunting to share that kind of stuff with with the world but uh, i think we're doing a good a good service here so it's all good We've got a new website as well just before we finish. So if everyone listening wants to jump on to www.being-men.com, have a look in there. We're going to um, be putting out a lot more content, uh, so blog posts and articles and and a few more podcasts and stuff coming soon. So jump on there and check it out. And uh, don't forget to get in touch if you need to have a chat about anything or have any ideas or suggestions or criticisms for us. But, yeah, that's about it. We'll see you guys in the next one. This episode of the Being Men podcast was produced, hosted and edited by Rahit Bungalelu and Mitchell Bawa. Our social media marketing manager is Lauren Gerrard. And if you haven't done so already, check out our website at being-men.com. Follow us on Instagram at being.men and like us on Facebook.